Baseball with the Bard. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this beautiful Sunday, June 13th episode of Baseball with the Bard. I'm your host, Noah Cross. Joining me is my best friend, Tyler Bard. How you doing, Tyler? I'm doing great. Good day to talk it about is a baseball. Great day to talk about baseball. Lots of games happen this afternoon. We'll tell you when those are happening and where you can find them at the end of the episode. But to start off, don't forget we are always streaming on Facebook, YouTube at Bard and Cross Entertainment, and Twitch at TBard5195. And I just got the notification that we are live on TBard5195 from twitch live on so make twitch, sure you're baby. there if you're watching right now please go ahead join us in the comments join the conversation it's going to be a fun episode we're going to be picking drop a follow over on twitch man it's we had it noah you missed a day yesterday by the way i hadn't streamed for mm -hmm. about a week and a half and i go live i got a raid from the parmigiana of 82 Jeez. people so we had a massive, massive showing in there. And you guys could be a part of that, too, if you just drop a follow over at TBARD5195. For sure. So definitely check that out. For today's episode, we're going to be diving into the all-star ballot. Tyler and I are going to be showing our personal picks. And then we're going to decide somehow on an overall pick. And we told you in the previous episode that we would be doing some type of MLB The Show remake of the teams we're going to come up with. And we're going to let those teams play each other. Tyler and I are going to call the game, talk baseball. Be a good time. And we'll probably do that on solely Twitch. So you better go follow so you can get the Got to see it over there. <laughs> but to start out, we want to just show some absolute gratitude for this man here, Gio Urshela, who is the Yankees' third baseman. But I want to make a strong, strong argument that he needs to be the Yankees' star and starting shortstop. And just take a look at these very quickly, and you'll agree very, very soon. Grounded in the hole, backhanded by Urshela, fires to first, and the scoop by Ford, they get a Rosarena for the first out, moving to second is Lau. That's some play by Gio Urshela at short. Labor Torres getting the night off, Urshela is going to spell him at shortstop, and he goes to his right, and the strong throw, and then the nice pick by Mike Ford at the end of it. A huge defensive play by Urshela, picking up Herman. Whether it's third base, shortstop, guy can play all over the infield. And again, a nice play by Mike Ford with the backhanded pick. Grounded sharply, backhanded by Urshela. Across the body, throw to first. A stretch by Ford. They get it. Boy, he, he looks pretty good at short. I mean, it's just not that easy to move around the diamond. And we're talking about a Rosarena who is a guy who can really fly. It's the backhand, the quick transfer, and the strong, accurate throw to Mike Ford. Done a bunch here to Bogarts. Another one, two. And a slider is hit in the ground to third. A fair ball, a backhand heave. Oh, what a play from Urshela. He's just, come on, <laughs> dude. How, how do you get better than that? I mean, it's, oh it's one thing gosh. that he makes the grab. It's another thing to just, in one motion, spin and fire that ball to first as a strike. And he and did it twice in one game. Funnily enough, in that Red Sox-Yankee game, he almost did it twice. Mm -hmm. There was another one that came bounding that way, but it was, I don't even remember who was running, probably Bobby. Yeah, was, um, was just way too fast, yeah. but it was so close. He still made the throw. He still made the throw when oh, it was accurate. On point, yeah. right, yeah. but it just unfortunately wasn't close enough. 
That's popped off of the hand. Shallow left field. Verdugo lays out and makes the catch. That looks for no, what? No, what did you? I'm sorry. I, this is supposed to be about we'll, Urshela. We'll get to the Red Sox. So this later. is supposed to be about Urshela. You know, I'm so yes, sorry. That just happened to be the same game. Uh, you know, it just sometimes things slip into segments. Yeah, sure. You know? right. <laughs> um, Listen, you that second clip didn't have to be in there. He was playing third, Noah. Listen. The biggest thing with that is they need to just stop with this whole uh, this whole thing. The fact that Gio is not the starting shortstop for the Yankees is honestly just mind-boggling and a travesty. It doesn't make fucking sense. I mean, at all. second clip showed that he's good at third, too. No, he's good. He's going to be good anywhere. He's he, he's just good is what we're learning. He but is Glaber good at third, or are you going to get rid of Glaber? No, honestly, we'll, we'll get to that on the Yankee segment of what the moves they could make, but the moves that they could make would simply be putting DJ at first, putting Glaber at second, and uh, Luke Voigt has trade value. I'm sorry. They don't need Or Are you putting DJ? At first. Oh, you is said it? DJ at first. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's it. He, oh, I have Okay. And then, um, oh, I'm sorry, DJ, and if you didn't want to do that, you can just put, because you don't really, Odor is there, but he doesn't have lasting, lasting, like they're not going to keep him next season. He's just here for this season, let's be honest. Yeah, he's just um, Even yeah. though yesterday he was the only guy who provided any major offense. Precisely. Guys. Um, but they could just move Glaber back to second, keep put Gio at short, and then put DJ at third. DJ can play third too. Um, and that keeps him there, because again, and that just keeps Odor out of the lineup, which sure, you need that lefty, but it's clear that, they don't have the honestly. Depth. They don't have the depth regardless, so it's not even like it matters. Jeez. Like at, th at this point, just do it because it's a wash. That regardless. blew me away. I did not realize how tight of a lineup you guys had when it, as yep. in regards to lefties. I was like, where, yep. where are they? They don't They're exist. They and we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that later in the Yankees segment. But I just wanted to take this quick intro to talk about Geo. Uh, obviously, he's absolute greatness. It's clear as day. The dude is an absolute stud at shortstop. And my favorite quote from that first that first clip you saw there when they were playing the Rays is by Michael yes. Kay. He said, "We may need to start spelling Urshela with two S's." Yeah, because <laughs> short. That's short hilarious. Stuff. Okay. That's Wait. Well done. Well done. That's prime commentary right there. I thought it was. I thought it was too. <laughs> so uh, a lot's been going on in the baseball world. We'll dive into more of that later. But we wanted to get into this part here. This is going to take up the most of our episode. We're going to be talking about the All-Star Game and All-Star mm -hmm. Ballots. So uh, with the All-Star Game voting beginning this week, make sure you all go to MLB.com and vote for your All-Stars. You can Get those Red four. Sox in there. You can vote to four times a day, which is a lot. And that is a lot. Every day until the All Star Game. So, why is that a thing? I don't why, know. Why can you vote so many times? Time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, it seems like people with more fans can just yeah, right? flood the bracket. Literally. It's going to be the Dodgers, Red Sox, Yankees, Yankees like Mets. <laughs> um, so we thought it would be fun to share ours. And we're going to basically, what we're going to do is we're going to go position by position. Yep. I'm going to tell you my picks for the both American League and National League. Tyler's going to tell us his picks. Both the American League and National League, we're going to disagree on pretty much everything. Almost everything. And then we have to come up with one consensus on the position for each league. So for first base, for example, I have Trey Mancini and Freddie Freeman. Tyler has Vladdy and Max Muncy, right? Because we're doing an American League and a National League. But at the end of this, we have to decide one person for first base for the American League and one person for first base for the National League. So strap it. 
It's going to be fun. We tried to have a third part. We tried to get a third party for this. They they sadly couldn't make it. Um, So if you're in the comments, maybe you can be our third party and you can help us decide. You know, we used to do that on the hard hitting wrestling show. We'd let people help us decide. It always went against me. So I, I, I didn't used to like that. Uh, but you know, maybe, maybe on my show, it'll be uh, a little bit helpful. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see who they agree with. So let's kick things off here at first base. Uh, my first base pick for the American league, as you can see on your screen, there is Trey Mancini of the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, and then my national league pick is Freddie Freeman from the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Mancini is swinging right now, a batting average of 274 with 47 RBIs and 12 home runs. This is his first season back since battling cancer. I uh, and he's been out. He's been he's been killing it. I mean, you can't you can't disagree with those numbers: 247 yeah, average, no. 12 dingers, 47 RBIs. That's great, especially for a guy that just came back from injury uh, and a, a, a terminal illness. Really, I mean, you know, there was a, a unsurety if he was even going to make it. And sure, it's great to see him back on the field. So that's awesome to see. And then we have Freddie Freeman over on the National League. He has an average of 237 with 15 home runs and 35 RBIs. So you see that there. Freddie Freeman, we would say, is the RBI guy. And he's got 10 less RBIs than, Mac, than Trey Mancini. That's, I mean, that just shows how good Mancini has been so far this season. So for my personal ballot, if we're going for first base, I would say American League Trey Mancini, National League Freddie freaking Freeman. So Tyler. Please take it away. Yeah, sure. So, of course, uh, Noah and I disagree on the regular anyways as it pertains to baseball. And, wow, my picture, I just realized it's so much smaller than yours. But, look, I can still see you. It's just it's just genetics. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Rude. Uh, but, yes, uh, for the American League, of course – Vlad Guerrero has been mashing. Uh, You'll find a consistency with my picks as we move forward. Um, I'm very much an offensive guy. Defense, to me, it don't matter. We might as well just have two uh, home run derbies and I'll be happier. Um, So we got Vlad Guerrero and Max Muncie. Uh, And Max Muncie is just someone who I've thoroughly uh, enjoyed watching, even though I hate the Dodgers. Uh, I think he's just been someone who's been mashing and hitting well for them and consistently in these situations, he's been coming up to bat and driving in runs. And there's just the Dodgers, uh, not that they're bad right now, the Dodgers are just playing pretty average. So it's nice for them to have someone who is a consistent force at, uh, you know, one of the most important positions in the infield, mm. the guy who has to secure basically every out uh that gets hit into the infield so that's why i'm taking those guys vlad there is i what more can i say about vlad guerrero he's the first player to 20 home runs uh his legacy that he is leading uh, must have been a heavy weight on his shoulders to begin with and so never mind Uh, i i really don't think trey mancini can even hold a flame to vlad guerrero this season personally Mm -hmm. yeah Okay, so now comes the part where we have to decide one for each league. Mm-hmm. Uh, let, let's start with the easy one. Yeah, um, it's it's clear as day that Vlad Guerrero is the pick for the American League. Yeah, I really think he's going to win it, even if we didn't uh, disagree there. Yes. I'm shocked you overlooked him. Um, honestly, I just didn't really think about it. I saw I saw Trey was just doing so good, and they they choose multiple people anyway for positions, so there's a good chance they'll Trey will get in in like the sixth inning. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Um. But oddly enough, Vlad Guerrero not only leads in home runs, his batting average is nuts. He leads in RBIs, yeah, at 
20 home runs, 52 RBIs. His batting average is 338, best in the league. His slugging, I'm sorry, his OBP is 447. His slugging is 676. His on-base plus slugging is 1,123. Yeah, no, he's not. See, the, he's he's not someone who just hits a home run or anything. He's just a slugger. He gets on base. He gets the second. He'll always hit. He's like Poppy. It was a double, a home run, or a strikeout. That was literally how David Ortiz used to hit. Double, home run, strikeout. Uh, and who knows, maybe he, you know, he's a first baseman right now, but when he, uh, finds a forever home, maybe it's not Toronto. Maybe he becomes a big poppy and he's someone who's just hitting, uh, because as we can see right now, his hitting is not so, yeah. uh, so Vlad, Absolutely. congratulations on your nomination to the, uh, all-star game. You know, Noah and I are currently picking the actual people who are going through. So, uh, congrats. Yes, congrats. Welcome to the All-Star Game, Vlad. You made it. You are officially an All-Star. Uh, now, so that's the American League. That was pretty easy. Uh, the National League, uh, we're stuck between Freddie Freeman and Max Muncy. So let's go through their stats one more time. Yep. Uh, Freddie's batting average is 237. Muncy's is 264. Very, very similar. Um, Freeman has 35 RBIs. Muncy has 33. All right. Freeman has 15 home runs. Muncie has 14 home runs. Uh, these are pretty. It's pretty much the same player. That's nuts. Uh, it's it's really you know crazy. What? Noah, before you even go any further, um, I will happily concede a Dodgers player to allow Freddie <laughs> Freeman into the All Star game. Um, and he stri- he has one more home run, even though Max Munchie's average is higher by about 30 points. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think the people would vote in Freddie Freeman over Max Muncy. I, I do agree. Um I so that agree. for that reason, I think Freddie Freeman should get our nomination. Boom. Okay, well, there you have it, folks. We have the first baseman selected for our sim game and Noah and Tyler's version of the all-star game. One from mine, one from Noah's. One from each, where my pick, Freddie Freeman, will be the starter for the National League at first. And Tyler's pick, Vlad Guerrero Jr., will be the pick for the starting first baseman for the National League. Now, let's jump into what I know is going to be a heated debate. Oh, listen, I'm not allowing that one. Heated debate. Second base. Second base. Here we go. Uh, As you can see there on your screen, folks, my pick for second base for the American League is the New York Yankees' DJ LeMayhew. Uh, DJ currently – we'll just just read the names. And then uh, for the National League is Ozzie Albies. So, Tyler, please take it away. Yeah, and then for uh, my second baseman, I have Marcus Semien and – Mr. Gene Segura. Um, personally, Noah, I think this one's pretty simple for the American League, at least. Yeah, um, after this last... Now, I will say this. I did my voting about a week and a half ago when opened before yeah. DJ was slumping as hard as he also, has Also, I just, I just don't think DJ is the best second baseman in the American League, period. I think that belongs to Marcus Semien. Um I just, again, I've been looking at batting average. I've been looking at homers and RBIs, and I just think he's a stronger player than anyone else on the list. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll let the viewers in on this. When you look into my players, you're going to be seeing a lot more players who are hitting for average and power because that's what I want to see when I watch an All-Star game. I hate these one nothing All-Star games. 
if it's an all-star game, I want to see a game that's 15 to 14 because everyone's slugging. And then you put a bunch of Joe Schmo pitchers in because I don't want to see aces blow their arms out. So put in pitchers that have an ERA of 10 so we can see these guys come up and just slug the ball. Um, so personally, I think Marcus Simeon is just an all-around better fielder and hitter this season than DJ LeMayhew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his average is better. So Simeon is sporting to 291, where DJ is sporting 257. Semyon has 14 home runs. DJ has four. So, I mean, that's that's night and day. And, I mean, DJ's defense obviously can't be overlooked, but this this one will be some easy. I'll give you the Marcus Semyon. I do agree that Semyon should be an all-star. And DJ will still be there. We could say that. He'll probably, again, be someone that comes in late. Now, you got to convince me on this one because, uh, I mean, I get Ozzy Albies is, like, a big personality in baseball, but Gene Segura's numbers just prove that he should be an all-star. So Gene, Gene Segura's batting average is leaps and bounds better than right. Ozzy Osby's. So Gene Segura is swinging 329, and Albies is swinging 258. Albies has nine home runs. Segura has three. Um, let's see, RBIs. And that's another big difference. Albies has 39 RBIs. Segura has 18. All right. So that's a big difference. The RBIs there are a big thing. And, you know, home runs are home runs. The average is a big deal, though, but you have to look at what these guys are here to do. And this is how you can uh, look at second base in such a dynamic position because Gene Segura's position on the Phillies is to get on base and run. Right? Yeah, exactly. He's, not, where, he's not their guy driving people in. No, Ozzy Albi's job is to drive people in. Right. So for both of these, we could say they're both doing what they're there to do. Right. Because if you're the guy who's driving and runs, swinging hard, as Ozzy Albi's is for the Braves, right. you're not going to have a crazy high average. No, I, exactly. It was funny looking at the numbers when you scroll through all the players. Mm-hmm. Like nine. Why do you have? <laughs> what are you doing? How are you hitting three twenty four and have nine? Yeah. Oh wait, you're your lead off. You bat lead off. Oh mm-hmm. right, right, right. And mm-hmm. it's funny how that alters your stats as a player. If you hit lead off, your stats are going to be way lower for the scoring percentiles. Uh, exactly. Because if you look at if you look at like the OPS, Albies has an eight thirty one OPS and Segura has eight thirty eight. So, I mean, these these guys are really, I mean, lining up here, they're pretty freaking close. It's hard to, I mean, the OBP for Albies is 333, as to where Segura has an OBP of 381. So, again, they're just so close. <laughs> my boy and, is just, in my opinion, Segura is just slightly edging Albies out of this position. Um, but, if you're again, he is a home run hitter, yes. the Albies. Um, so if we're, if I'm going off my logic for pick one, Ozzy Albies would win that position. Um, so I don't know, Noah, is this one where we want to like flip a coin because they're so simple. So, so, uh, not simple, so easy, uh, or so, so close to being, uh, the same person. Uh, I could just flip something and we can decide. Or do you have um, a reason that you think Ozzy deserves it? I don't know. Maybe we could do this. Maybe if we... Let's try to keep this to a minimum, but maybe we can go with these ones that we're unsure of and we can run polls on our Facebook and Instagram. Okay. All right. So, like, highlight these two blue and then yeah. uh, we'll run a poll afterwards. We'll highlight these ones as a different color, not green, and then we will run polls and then we will announce the results when we have our sim game. So, we only have one pick for the American League for second base so far, which is Marcus Semyon. So, congratulations, Marcus Semyon. Welcome to Noah and Tyler's All Star Game. Um, Ozzy Albies and Gene Segura are the two finalists for the um, 
National League, we're not 100% sure yet who we want to put in that position. That's it. So you're going to about you're about to have to fight me for this next one. <laughs> With that being said, we're going to jump over to third base as I'm going to let Tyler lead things off here. Go ahead. Sir. Yeah, so if we're playing for third base, no, I think you sealed your fate at the beginning of this uh at the beginning of this show. We're talking about third base, not shortstop currently. Uh so if we're talking about third base, the best third baseman in the American League right now is Rafael Devers for the Red Sox. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. When we say third baseman, you, you, best third baseman in, in the game? Because two yeah. weeks ago. I said in we, the American League right now. Even still. What? I'll let you finish. finish. No, go at, what, what what was so important that you had to, <laughs> to, to talk over Rafael? Oh, two weeks ago when we had our last episode, which I can't believe it's been that long. I know, right? Um, you said that Rafi was not a good infielder and you did not like having him at third base. Remember why I'm picking people? For this, but you can't say he's the best third baseman in the American League. Are you saying based off of hitting? Just Who's solely the, hitting? Sure, he's. But again, he's still making incredible plays at third base too. But I'm, I, but you said two weeks ago that you didn't like his defense whatsoever. I don't think I said whatsoever. I said he's probably not the best fielder in baseball, and we can both agree on that. Sure, I I, I like Rafael Devers. You know that because he supplies fantasy points more than most third basemen in the league, more than probably the best third baseman in the league, Nolan Arenado. He probably provides more than that guy uh, who probably doesn't have that high of a batting average. I'd say he's probably in the low 200s right now uh, for his batting average. I don't think he's supplying. You're going to be sad. You're going to be disappointed. <laughs> um, but Rafael Devers is one of the best providers for the Red Sox right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, so he's an easy pick. Uh, and then as I wrote it here, Justin Turner, Justin Turner of the Dodgers, uh, or as Pop-Tart as he's so lovingly nicknamed, uh, just another guy who you can depend on in a clutch situation, someone to hit at home runs, someone to come up with when you depend on him to uh, get you the lead. Uh, I think he's just a consistent guy in their clubhouse and someone who they look to as a leader, uh, someone who definitely deserves to be an all-star. Uh, just based off of his prowess and uh, legacy in the league. For sure, for sure. So my picks for third base, even though I want this man to be a shortstop, is Gio Urshela, because whether we like it or not, he's still listed as a third baseman. Um, and Gio, for obvious reasons, I mean, Gio, Gio has been clutch for the Yankees. He's a good, he's a, he's a good hitter. Um, his, his job isn't there. I mean, everybody's job in the Yankees is to hit home runs, so that's one of the key issues, but we'll get to that later. Um I just think he is doing a damn good job over at third. I think he's holding things down. He's easily one of the best defensive third basemen in the game, and his bat does the job that they want it to. And then Nolan Arenado is, I mean, I think he's just a superior athlete. He, he's over at third base. He's doing what he does best. Um, he went to the Cardinals, and he kept uh, kept it up. You know, like What's he, he batting? Uh, 286 right now. He actually has a better average than Rafi. Oh, okay. So he's batting pretty decently then. Oh, yeah. He, he's kept it up. Because I remember at the up. beginning of the year, everyone was like, oh, great trade. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, he, he left – when he was on the Rockies, they were just abysmal. I mean, he was just like – the whole that whole team was He was just, just angry bad. when yeah. he was there. Like he That was... whole team is just bad. So him going to the Cardinals was a great thing for him, obviously, because now he's doing much better. He's probably happier not being on that abysmal ball club. Um, so yeah, so those are my two picks and like the Gio Rochella and, um, 
Nolan Arenado. So let's start off, Tyler. American League. Uh, wh- what are we thinking here? I mean, Rafael Devers, and you know I like Devers. I have tons of respect for Devers. Um, these and obviously Devers' hitting numbers are better than Geo's. So Devers is swinging 272. Actually, never mind. That's that I was very wrong. Rafael Devers is swinging 272. Geo is swinging 271. Uh, Devers has 15 home runs and Geo has seven. So that's a big difference, obviously. They're just different hitters. Um, and let's see, RBIs, uh, Rafa has 49, uh, Gio has 27. That's a big yeah, difference. I well. can't, I can't allow it. No, no yeah, that, that doesn't, that doesn't, um, make sense there. So no, I will agree with you. Rafael Devers there, but you have to agree that Gio is definitely the better defensive choice. I mean, the video at the beginning showed it. Yes. So the Gio was 1000% the better defensive choice. I don't know if this will be Gio Rochelle's first all-star game this year. Um, we'll see. I, I think, I think there's a good chance it could be though. Yeah, I, I, oh, see, look at that. Bam. Obi Muniz. Yeah. Thank from, you for joining uh, us. Multiple, multiple different uh, podcasts here and the Clovercrest Media Group. Uh, also saying that Devers will be the third base starter for yep. the All Star game. Um, I, I can't agree with you more. And uh, Obi is the host of the Hard Hit Wrestling Show. He's on John about the G Men. So go check out all of Obi's product as well. For sure. 1000%. So. Rafael Devers, starting third baseman for No One Tyler's All-Star Game. Welcome. Congratulations, Rafi. We'll see you on the field. So up next, uh, this one, this one, I think we're going to have another split. I'll be honest. So Tyler, your pick there is Justin Turner minus Nolan Arenado. So Justin Turner's batting average is 281. Arenado's is 286. Um, Turner has 12 home runs. Arenado also has 12 home runs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Turner has 34 RBIs. Arnado has 44 RBIs. So let's go into the expanded stats because those are all pretty, pretty similar. Um, Arnado's OBP is 335 as to where Turner's is 337. I'm sorry, 373. Oh, baby. So that's that's a bit different. Uh, let's see. OPS on base plus slugging for Arnado is two, uh, I'm sorry, 857. And we're at 864 for Turner. I, I, I still just think Arnado is the better overall pick for to say he's the all-star. Their numbers just, are so close yeah. when it comes to batting that it just, in my opinion at least, if we're since I'm basing it off batting and their batting is so similar, then we have to put it somewhere and it has to go to fielding. So then Nolan Arenado is the yes, obvious pick. I agree. That exactly you that was exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> is in the hitting category, um in the hitting category. Um, Ovi, I see that there. Do believe Betts will be named an all-star. We were coming up on that in, up. In, in a little bit. And <laughs> we'll say this. I don't want to give it away yet, but that's going to be an easy, easy pick if that's going to – there will be no argument between Tyler and I on that one. <laughs> um, so, yes, Nolan Arenado there is the starting third baseman for the National League. You'd love to see it. And as, and as we both agreed, their hitting was so similar, Justin Turner and Nolan Arenado, both fantastic players. Yeah. Arenado does have that slight edge – um, in the sense of fielding, which would definitely put him over. So, and you have to, in all honesty, when I look at an all-star, it's tough to say, because if you look at Alderton Simmons, um, who was a fantastic shortstop, some would say the best shortstop today. Yeah. Right. His hitting isn't spectacular. It's good because that's not his job on that. Or play in the ball. But would you say that that guy's an all-star? I'd say yes. I'd say he's not a starter, but I would honor him with an all-star uh, vote to get okay. onto the bench. Okay. Uh, but again, I would like to see a good game, not a game where people strike out. 
I'm not here to watch the pitchers. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. So this next one's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm so excited for this one. Tyler, take it away for shortstop picks. I'm going to start with the National League. Uh, Trey Turner from the National League. Uh, I, we're going to disagree on both the American League and the National League. Yes. Uh, because I am taking Trey Turner for the National League, who honestly, in my opinion, is just the best over there right now when it comes to speed, hitting, clutch, all of that. I think he's just the best. In the American League, I mean, come on. Xander Bogarts is one of the most clutch players for the Red Sox right now. He is always driving in runs. He's got a walk-off this year. His average is bonkers this year. Uh, so I feel like he's an easy pick over who Noah decided to put as an all-star, uh, which is – Mind-boggling. This is going to get a lot of stuff, man. This is going to be crazy. Mind-boggling, Noah. Go ahead. My pick for the American League All-Star uh, at shortstop is the Houston Astros, Carlos Correa, folks. <laughs> Listen, I've been saying this for a while now. Oh, wait. Did I change mine? Oh, is it not say it there? No, I must have... I must have voted, and then I must have changed. You know what? No, I actually have Xander Bogarts on my original ballot. Ha ha! I do have Xander Bogarts on my original ballot, and I'll, I'll be honest. I, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna give Correa a little bit of credit here because the dude's swinging 281, 11 home runs. I still want him to be the Yankees shortstop in the future someday. I, I he's a free agent. Why, why do you want that bad people? On awesome. Because Tyler, tell me that man would not thrive in New York City. Great, but you'll be even more hated than you are. Tell me, you uh, and I will say this because we were at the we, we, Tyler and I were at the um, we went to two of the Yankees three Reds uh, Yankees Red Sox games. Thank God we were able to go. It was so fun. We went Saturday night and Sunday night. It was awesome. It was. Um, and every time we go, we always hear the Yankees announce their starting lineup and they play the um, they play the what what's uh, from Star Wars. Oh, not, Luke not, Skywalker's theme when thank the Yankees you. come out. They don't play like the the Imperial March, like we're the bad guys. And Tyler says they should embrace that. And I agree a million percent. I think the Yankees should have like they, when we get to the part where they're going to get a new manager next year, that the manager should be like dressed as Darth Vader. And you know, like you're ready to just show someone's life out and just seeing Carlos Correa coming up as with like a fucking Imperial sword, like a lightsaber or something. Oh my gosh. I think he would thrive in New York. But anyway, I actually originally voted Xander Bogarts. That was a mistake on my part. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, I'm just going to say, I mean, I think we should just be done there. Xander uh, Bogarts. You, Carlos Correa doesn't even deserve a nomination. Carlos Correa. Uh, yeah, okay. I, yeah, we just don't like, you just don't like it. You know. um, He's a loser, cheater. Get him out. Uh, Xander Bogarts right now is hitting two, 324 with 38 RBIs, 11 home runs, and his OPS is 929. Woo! Damn. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll say this. I'll be the first to say I describe Xander Bogarts as being one of the most underrated players in baseball. Not, not people just don't talk about him because he's not he's not there. Like Rafael, Rafael Devers is, just, is out there. Like he's crazy. He's moving around. He's doing all right. this shit. Xander Bogarts is playing an amazing game. No one talks about him because he's, he's just there. He's doing his job. He's keeping his mouth shut. It's kind of like DJ LeMahieu. Like he just does his work and goes home. Um, and Xander Bogarts, and I've said this before, he has trout-like numbers. Xander Bogarts has Mike Trout like numbers, and I will say that because that's that's a fact. Like he's he's that good. So um, for American League, we'll just call it there. Xander Bogarts, I'll give you that one. That's easy. 
Jeez, National okay. League. This is the one where I, I just I can't I can't. Tyler I has understand why Fernando Tatis deserves it over Trey Turner. Trey Turner is just a better player all around on fielding and hitting. He is a better player. So let's look here. Trey Turner's average is 304. Tatis's average is uh, 276. Turner has 10 home runs. Uh, Tatis has 18 home runs. Turner has 30 RBIs. Tatis has 40 RBIs. Um, Turner's OPS is 818. Tatis's OPS is 997. I mean, and you, and you can't say Tatis is terrible in the field either. I mean, he's not bad. He's he's good. He does his job. His job isn't there to make web gems. His job is there to put the ball over the wall, and he's doing that. Tatis is there as the four hitter, I assume, three or four. Yes. Because he's someone who is – they literally have slammed Diego yes. uh, dubbed because of this guy. Mm-hmm. But Trey Turner, the leadoff hitter, has 10 home runs – and he has an OPS and OBS similar to that of a number three or four hitter. And uh, he's uh, faster than Fernando Tatis. And he's a better player in the field than Fernando Tatis. I'm not budget on this one. I see. I mean, the only reason Tatis would win a poll here is because people think he's cool. Yes. And that's not a good reason to put him into the... the uh, I agree. It's all right. It's like, law, look at his hair. He's fucking cool. I like that guy. I just, I understand that he's a star. But if we were to put these two up against each other and like all of their stats and everything, I just think Trey Turner, uh, including his fielding, is better all around than Fernando Tatis. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not saying uh, Turner's not a great player. I love Trey Turner. He was one of the big reasons the Nationals uh, won the World Series. And the big thing with Trey Turner is, uh, I forget what the exact percentage is, but during the World Series in 2018, 2019, um, they were talking about how when Trey Turner's on base, they have some like crazy percent chance of scoring a run. Right. Just because he's on base because he's so fast. Because if they they just just have to move a single and he could potentially score. And they'll score from first. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Um, here, I'll, I'll make a deal. If you want Fernando Tatis so bad, I get to make a choice for the outfielders. For like one person? Yep. No, because you're going to throw out a judge. Ah, I know you. I'm not, I'm not, I can't. I can't. <laughs> this is a move you have to make. I can't let that happen. Otherwise, I'll take Trey Turner and you can pick an outfielder. Um, No, because then I'll just throw out Verdugo. So that's, that's not fair. Well, <laughs> what are we going to do here, Mr. Cross? It seems we're at an impasse. Well, what did we do at the impasse at second base? Well, I don't want to leave it up to who's cooler. That's a dumb reason. <laughs> this is why we needed Joe here today. <laughs> um, Joe would have taken Trey Turner. Ah, would he though? A hundred percent. Because remember last year when Randy Rosarena was the coolest MFer in sports? He was like, this kid's not good. Randy Rosarena <laughs> is nothing. That's He'll not do true. the exact he, same thing to Fernando Tati. He just wasn't impressed that he broke the um, home run record for the postseason because there were more games, which is true. I mean, sure, but even still, I can't. Can we, can we table shortstop for? We'll just table shortstop for a minute and just move on. I don't. I, I'm not budging. I. I can't. <laughs> ju- I can't bring myself to agree that Turner should be there and not Tatis. I am. Um, All right. Let's say this. In real life, who who's starting the All Star game at shortstop? 
Trey Turner. In re- Tyler, not in not in our in real life, like MLB votes, all the fans go on, all the middle schoolers and high schoolers on Twitter, they go and vote. Who are they voting for? Well, they'll vote for Fernando Tatis. Thank you, Ovi. Tatis, one hundred percent. Ovi, you're in the chat. Tatis or Trey Turner? Well, he just said Tatis. Well, no, I think I think he was answering my question. I want to know, in his opinion, Tatis or Trey Turner, and if anyone else is listening, Tatis or Trey Turner. Because I, I don't know, I just can't. I, I can't personally do it. I can't say Tatis should be not be starting and Turner should be starting. It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. Yeah, he said it twice. Tatis. All right, Tatis. Tatis. Okay. <sighs> See, this this is the hardest one. Outfield is going to be easy because there's just there's so many. We got four. We got four choices. It'll be easy. very easy to not have Aaron Judge in that outfield. <laughs> no, you got to have Aaron Judge in the outfield. Um. Man, I don't know. I w- it's not worth tabling because they're just going to vote Fernando Tatis. All right, what if an R game? Exactly. There it is right there. Yeah, that's, that, thank you. Like, oh, that's the guy on the cover of the video game. I'm voting for him. No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Ew. Who the hell are <laughs> Get out of here. He's not – a judge is hitting. Like, he's doing his job. He just plays for a shitty team. Um, he's like Trout. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Put for just plays for a shitty team. All right, I'm gonna put for. See, this is like it's rare when Tyler. There's one person on this earth who can do go this long with Tyler, and it's me. Because anyone else would just not bother. But Tyler and I are good good enough friends that I'm, <laughs> I I could just keep doing this. Listen, I'm only putting him so we can move on. <laughs> I know. I knew. I just had to because we'll let we'll let the children have one pick. Thank you. I appreciate it. Gosh. It's a cool kid. And, and again, and you, that's, you know what? That's the only other reason because Don Orsillo likes him. So I'll allow it. There, and hey, Don Orsillo is great. And he called a great, uh, that Slam Diego. Wait I mean, that's him. Did I? Did you change me? What? My catcher pick. No. That's not my catcher pick. Who's your catcher pick? Salvador Perez. Oh, okay. No, I didn't do that. You sure did. Why would I care? <laughs> <laughs> because I just saw it earlier. If there's a, who did I have for catcher? I think, I think I, what happened is you highlighted Yasmani by accident. Oh, okay. And maybe. then you, you copied it over. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> like, hold on. Because I've been copying and pasting to search up the, right. the stats. Right. And All right. Oh, man. Yeah, let's so, go over to catcher. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, y'all wait, you're first. You go ahead. I'm first. Thank you. So, uh, my spots here for catcher are for the American league. I have Mitch Garver and then for the national league, I have Wilson Contreras. Now, Wilson Contreras has been wailing. Wait, what happened to Ismani Grindal? What happened? What's going on here? Go ahead. Didn't you have Ismani Grindal? It says on our, on our script that you have Ismani Grindal. Yeah. I, I don't know what I was looking at, to be honest. You're losing your mind. Something was lost in translation when I was going from this to the script, and I don't know what it was. You've lost your marbles. Yasmani Grindal, let's just say this. Let's not even put Yasmani Grindal on the list because he's not hitting well at no. all. He's no. hitting like 202 last I checked. Uh, so this is so – let's just stop on the American League right out the gate because uh, Salvador Perez is – easily the best hitting catcher in the league right now. And he's, I'm pretty sure he's hitting like 340. He's not. He's hitting 280. What did it, 347. It said on the all-star ballot yesterday. 
347. Yeah, MLB, MLB says he's, let's see. Yeah, thank you, OB. Hands down. There's not a, it doesn't matter what league he's in. If Salvador Perez is not the starting catcher, it is a travesty. He should start for both teams. I'm pretty sure Christian Vasquez has a closer average to 280 than any other catcher in the league. Is it Buster Posey who's mashing right now? Maybe it was Buster Posey, and I'm mixing them up. Yeah, Posey's mashing right now. Yeah, okay. he, he has a 338. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. Okay, so I knew one of them had a, a super yeah. high average. Uh, but dear Lord, they are, he is just unstoppable behind the dish and hitting. He is insane. So that I think is the easy one. Do we even have to go any further than Salvador Perez? No, I, I can agree. I already highlighted his name in green in the script. Um, yeah, Mitch Garver is swinging 224 as Perez is swinging 280. So, I mean, that's, that's a bit of a difference. Garver only has eight home runs. Uh, Perez has 16. That's definitely 16 a lot. 16 as a catcher. And he has 42 RBIs to Mitch Garver's 17 RBIs. So, that's, yeah, pretty, no. that's pretty clear there. So, yes, and honestly, um, well, 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 42 RBIs as a catcher with 16 home runs. That's a lot so far. I mean, you look at Vlad Guerrero. That's has 20 name. As of yesterday. Omar Nazares. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's not having a bad season. I wouldn't put him over Perez. But Carson Kelly, uh, I don't know, for the National League. Listen, you're on Arizona. You don't deserve a spot. Get out. Get so, out. Let's go over to Wilson Contreras and um, Buster Posey. Want to give us your argument real quick for Posey? I mean, Buster Posey is one of those forces in the game who he's his name is big enough to change rules in the league. Uh, he literally is the one who made that rule that you can't run over the catcher because he got his ass absolutely handed to him a few years ago. Um, but he's hitting, like we said, 338 uh, as one of the older catchers in the league right now. Um, I think Buster Posey's name speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. uh, and Wilson Contreras is he's a young, younger catcher. He's up and coming. He's still going to be hitting well. Uh, but I just think uh, this is this is another one where I'm like, could, we don't even have to talk about this. That he's exactly Obi says it right. Posey is just the famous catcher. He will absolutely be the starter. Um, but I don't even well, think that's the only reason that he should I get. Mean, that's, that's a similar argument to saying Tatis because he's more well known, which right. is whatever. But, but I do agree. It. He doesn't. No, he doesn't need it. He's proven it. I do agree a thousand percent. It's almost kind of wild. I mean, Posey's 34, Contreras is 29. That's not that big of a difference. Um, Contreras has an average of wow. Yeah, Contreras has an average of 242. Um Posey has an average of 338 with eleven. They both have the same amount of home runs at eleven. <laughs> His OPS is nine ninety-five, Posey, and Contreras has an OPS of seven eighty-four. I I think I, I think it's just I think it's obvious. I already highlighted um Posey oh, yeah. in the script <laughs> as well. I think it's just obvious. It, there's no, there's no telling. Oh, uh, we have a big bold prediction choice. coming in here from. Mr. That's not, Gilmore, that's not big way. or bold. That's I just, <laughs> that's just stating facts. We're gonna, we're gonna get to that later. That's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. Okay, it's not, it's not, that's not insightful. I'm sorry. All right, no, it's pretty insightful. It's not insightful. More <laughs> helpful. All right, here we go. Let's do this one. Outfield. This one's going to be fun because the outfield you get three, uh, three, so um, for each league. So my choices here, as you can see on your screen, are Randall Grichik for the American League, along with Aaron Judge and Mike Trout. Uh, so those are my three choices for the American League. For the National League is Ronald Acuna Jr., who stud and a half. Mookie Betts. That's come on. Uh, 
and then Chris Taylor, which that that is my wild card, Chris Taylor, and I have a video of of, an, of his at bat. Did I did I give you that? No, I uh, didn't okay. send it through, and I couldn't find which one you meant. But okay, I, it's I, fine. He had he had what some would say is the best at bat of the season. Um, so Tyler, you want to tell us about your picks? Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, sure. So I have, of course, uh, Byron Buxton, Mike Trout, easy, and the guy who's leaps and bounds better than Aaron Judge, Alex Verdugo. Uh, has been playing out of his mind this season. And then we agree again when we get to the National League with Mookie Betts. They have Mr. Castellanos and Starling Marte. Uh, Noah, honestly, uh, of our 12 players we've named here, if you shook them up in a bag and picked them out uh, randomly, I'd be happy with whoever uh, we got here. The yeah. sticks, especially from the American League. I'd take Mike Trout, and then I would put the rest of them in a bag and shake it uh, and just pick out, take whoever we got here. Verdugo, I'm going to make a strong point for. Uh, and while you're looking for that video, I don't even know if we're going to be able to get the one Noah's doing, but we can try. Uh, and I will uh, show you something that I loved. When we were at the game, Noah and I, Alex Verdugo was getting heckled so bad. He hit a home run to start the game off. Uh, so it went one nothing, and when he came out to the uh, his position and left, the fans were giving him a super hard time, and then he decided to answer by doing this. That's popped off of the hand, shallow left field. Verdugo lays out and makes the catch. Alex Verdugo adding some glove work to a nice offensive night. He's as good with the glove as he is with the microphone. <laughs> Have a night, Alex Verdugo. I think he's so much fun to watch up at bat. Uh, and I think over Aaron Judge, he deserves that spot. Now, will he get it? No, of course not, because Yankee fans, uh, about 90% of the people in uh, Yankee Stadium are wearing number 99. Uh, so Aaron Judge is 100% going to get the start. But if we were drafting the team, I think Alex Verdugo right now is overall a better player than Aaron Judges. He's a healthier player. He's a funnier player. Uh, and I think he just has had more clutch moments this year, personally. All right. So um, were you able to – I put that in the chat. Is that going to work for you, or do you need it somewhere else? Where is it? I put it in the, the private chat. I can try my best. All right, so, so I'm going to talk about yours for now. Yes, I'm going to start talking about uh, – let's go with the American League picks first. So Randall Grichik at the moment, he is actually here because uh, George Springer has been out pretty much the entire season to this point for the Blue Jays. And Grichik has been holding his own. He's been helping out the Blue Jays a lot. He's been a clutch player for them because, as we said, George Springer was a big pickup, uh, a big pickup for the Blue Jays. And it was hard to see him go down. And that's tough to be a Blue Jays fan because now, especially, you're trying to sustain the lead here um, or, you know, to uh, be a contender in the American League East, which is probably the toughest division in baseball at the moment. And you lost your star center fielder. But Randall Grishik has been really do it, pulling his own, holding his own weight. Uh, his batting average is 274 with 13 home runs, which is a lot for a backup outfielder uh 44 rbis and his ops is 803 so that's really clutch there um aaron judge over on the yankees he has a batting average of 289 with 15 home runs that's a lot his ops is 920 i mean that's that's outrageous and once tyler tyler's pulling up a video right now for for our national league pick here of chris taylor we'll get to that in a second mike trout is mike freaking trout i mean his home runs are kind of low to really 
all things considered, he has eight home runs on this season so far, uh, which is, I don't know, it's not, it's not as many as you would think Trout would have, but it's a good amount. Uh, his average is 333. His OPS, though, is 1,090. So that's really clutch. That's a that's a very high average there. You can't disagree with that. Um, if you look at, at Tyler's side of it, he has the only difference is obviously Byron Buxton and Mike Trout. So I can say right now that Mike Trout is making the all-star team at least our all-star team, and he's going to make the real all-star team. because he's. While I'm doing this, 100%. Like, Mike Trout, you can highlight immediately. Yeah, that's highlighted. That's obvious. That's clear as day. It's not even going to talk about it anymore. Mike Trout, welcome to the team. Uh, Byron Buxton, his average, it cannot be denied. He has a 370 average, and his OPS is also over 1,000 at 1,180. He has nine home runs, only 17 RBIs, but that OPS and average really speak for itself. And as we were talking about, we're really trying to look for the guys who are doing their jobs better than other people. And Byron Buxton is doing his job. His job is to get on base, be a threat on the base path, and to get driven in as scoring runs. He has 19 runs in the season. Um, I'm going to be honest. If we have to go back and forth, right? So if I'm going to say Byron Buxton should be in the American League, I have to get rid of somebody in my American League. And I'm going to put Buxton over Randall Gritchick. All right. So Byron Buxton, welcome to the team. And now we need one more person in the outfield. And we're looking at Aaron Judge as compared to Alex Verdugo. So this is where the fun begins. But this is just another one of those star power things. It is. However, however... It's like Aaron Judge is a bigger name, so he's going to get the gig. the The numbers, the numbers here are leaning a, a bit. In um, yes, yeah. Ovi says uh, in the chat here, Verdugo was on TV talking to Yankees fans, and Mr. Barr, that's a that, that's big and bold. That's big and bold right there. He really is, it wasn't. Though. Like I know he's a goofball dude. I understand that he is like the biggest goofball in baseball right now, behind like Brent Phillips, mm-hmm. uh, but. <laughs> he has proven that he has it hasn't completely filled the void of missing Mookie Betts, but he has Nobody filled knows. that spot we needed. We needed someone to be that guy who could mash, who could who could have the uh, fielding ability of Benintendi and Jackie Bradley Jr. You put him in whatever position you want. He's making diving catches, and even if he's not catching it every time, that dude dives for everything. It does not matter. He's a Jackie Bradley or a Jacoby Ellsbury, somebody who's going to break his ribs for the team. Uh, and he's batting out of his mind lately. His first pitch of his first at-bat on that game we went to, we saw one pitch, and he hit it to the second deck of the bleachers at Yankee Stadium. He's insane. Judge is too inconsistent. He, I got Right now, right now, the last few weeks, he's been mashing. But I don't think that's good enough. Person. No, I I disagree. His, his numbers his numbers don't say that. His numbers don't say that. Judges swinging an average of two eighty nine. Verdugo is swinging two eighty eight. That's too close to call. Um, Aaron Judge is swinging uh, for fifteen homers. Verdugo has eight. That's pretty close. Judges thirty five RBIs. Verdugo has uh, twenty seven. So I mean that's that's a bit of a difference. And the biggest thing here is I'm looking at the expanded stats. Is Judge has an OPS of nine twenty. Verdugo has an OPS of eight oh six. That's a big difference. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. I just, I just think, how long, how many games has Judge missed this year? Judge really hasn't had a large injury stint. He's probably, he's probably only missed about a week to a week and a half of the season. I'm trying to look at uh, games Game played, played here. Let's yeah. see. Uh, so, Judge has played more games than Verdugo. Oh, Verdugo's, really? Okay. Verdugo's played 59. Judge has played 61. 
Okay, so they're they're on an even playing field. They're, on, they're, they're very even. Like I said, Judge Judge has just been I think Judge has been as advertised. He's been the only person on the Yankees who has been advertised so far this entire season. He Judge leads the Yankees in every single hitting stat, which doesn't say much looking at their offense currently. Um, I just think you know we're looking at guys who do their jobs better than others. I I think and Judge is a big name. I get it. And he is the all-around package. Like Judge isn't just hitting hard. He he plays a mean right field, and they just played him in center for a few days because Aaron Boone doesn't know which direction is up. Um, but I don't know that that's what I'm looking at there. I I think I think Judge is is the clear pick for the I, I mean, league. It, I don't think be, it's clear. It, it is only clear because of his popularity. That mm-hmm. is the only reason it's clear. They are the same across almost everything else except home runs. Um. And Doogie doesn't, as we saw, Doogie doesn't bat in uh, a position that would uh, put him to have a lot of RBIs usually. He's hitting one, number one or number two usually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I just think that Doogie is deserving of this position. Uh, and if it was up against Randall Gritchick, he would win it. But because he is Easy. being put up against Aaron Judge, uh, that's just not the case. No. I think Aaron Judge and Alex Verdugo should both make it, and Byron Buxton can sit on the bench. Ah, dude, Buxton's batting average, though, is like better than both of theirs. I'm just saying. You think Byron Buxton gets voted in over a Red Sox or a Yankee? If we're going to play the popularity contest, that's how it has to be. Right. You let me have Tatis, so I'll give it to you. Let Verdugo in. We'll put Verdugo in. I'm going to be blatantly honest. I don't know if Verdugo is going to make the real all-star game. But I'd like to see it. I don't think he'll be a starter, at least. <laughs> I would no, love all right. to be a starter. For the American... I know Red Sox fans are going to uh, support him. I have their video, by the way. Beautiful. We're, we're getting that right now. So for the American League, our starting outfielders are Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, and Alex Verdugo. What an outfield. And I mean, let's say Byron Buxton's going to be on the bench, right? We'll say that. So that's unreal. Like, that's an outfield and a half. Now to the National League here, where we see uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. is my pick for the National League, along with Mookie Betts and Chris Taylor. Tyler, can we just get rid of this for one of the right now? Like, we'll Mookie just Betts is going to be playing in the All Star yes. game. And that's in here and in real life. His average is 248, which is not a ton. But his OPS is still pretty good at 797. And he's, he's Mookie Betts. I don't think anybody really cares. No one cares uh, how poorly he's doing in the last few weeks. He's going to play in the All-Star game. Yeah, that's that's about that. Uh, so let's let's go over to Chris Taylor really quick. Now, this is this is a bit of a wild card pick. Uh, I chose Chris Taylor. He is swinging a hot bat. His his um average is 273, his eight home runs this season, 34 RBIs and an OPS of 853. This is the reason that I put Chris Taylor on. Can we just show this video really quick? Still loaded. Chris Taylor coming up. He too has a home run tonight. Cabrera's first one is taken high and away. Ball one. On 1 0. Takes ball two. And then a 2 0 pitch. Chris Taylor. Got a curve and fouled it. 2 and 1. The 2 1. Taylor swings and misses. 2 and 2. Now delivers a 2 2 to Taylor. He pokes it down the line, but foul. Another 2 2 pitch coming. Fouled off. The 2 2 to Chris Taylor. On the hands, fouled off. There will be an eighth. Can Taylor deliver on the eighth pitch? How about the ninth? With the bases loaded. It's a curve that misses inside, and the count is full. They'll be off and moving. 
another. 3-2. Foul back. You gotta love it. On the 12th pitch. Breaking ball is fouled. A Baker's dozen. <laughs> How about a 14? 14 pitch. Driven to right center field. <laughs> Epic stuff. Chris Taylor unloads the bases on the 14th pitch. He has been having a bats like that the whole season. And a John Boy did his breakdown of that video. You got to check that out. It's a great video. So many people are talking about it. And I agree a lot. Everyone's saying that's the best at bat of the season to this point. That I reminds mean, me of uh, Mookie Betts' 14 pitch at bat against the Blue Jays off mm -hmm. Jay Happ, where he hit the home mm -hmm. run, mm -hmm. where he hit that home. I can still hear the uh, the call before it, where it was um, the boys up in the uh, call were saying, "All right, it's time to party. Here we go!" And that next pitch, he hits a home run. I told you, it's party time. And yep. that feels exactly like that. That, and not only was it a hit, he cleared the bases. Chris mm -hmm. Taylor did so. Mm -hmm. I uh, I'm willing to give Chris Taylor, but uh, who do I have to lose? Because That's I have Nick Castellanos decision. and Starling Marte. So let's look um, at the numbers. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So Castellanos has a 362 bat. Yeah, no, he's hitting out of his mind. And Starling Marte has a 346. That's right. unbelievable. Both of them are insane. Un I'll be honest though. Taylor's swinging two two seventy three. He has eight home runs. His OPS is uh, eight fifty three. The uh, Castellanos and Marte are clearly better hitters. I, hey, um, listen. I, I think I had an, a stellar lineup, but that video gets people hype. They want yeah, guys who yeah. they actually enjoy watching, and I think yeah. there's some people who will enjoy to see Chris Taylor in the All Star game over either a Nick Castellanos or a Starling Marte. So if we have to lose one, it would be Starling Marte, and I would take Chris Taylor and Nick Castellanos. Fair. And I would have to agree with the Castellanos pick as well, just simply because He's the Acuna best hitter in baseball. Yeah, yeah Acuna Jr. has an average of 282 with – he has 18 home runs. It's a lot of home runs. His job is to hit him. So he's doing his job. His, his OPS is 992, but Castellanos, he has uh, an average <laughs> of 362 with 13 home runs, which is very close to 18, and an OPS of 1,056. Castellanos is clearly – Clearly yeah. mashing the base. He's not gonna he's not going to beat out Ronald Acuna in the actual no, posts. No. Uh, but we here try to be a little bit unbiased when our yes. boys aren't involved. <laughs> yes. So for the American League in the outfield, uh, we have Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, and Alex Verdugo. The National League, we will see Mookie Betts, obviously, Chris Taylor, and Nick Castellanos. I'm surprised you let two Dodgers get in there, Tyler. You're getting soft on me. Listen, listen, once in a while I gotta let the boys eat. <laughs> Once in a while, <laughs> I can't. Right. I can't starve them. So this uh, last position here is for DH because we can't actually vote for the pitching. Uh, we, I, after this, we can just say quickly who we think the pitchers will be. It's pretty obvious. I mean, just who do you see in the news every day? That's what's going to happen. It's going right? to be Garrett Cole. And Garrett Cole, Jacob Degrom. That's that's it right there. That's all yeah, that matters. Those are your starters. It's over. All right, <laughs> everyone else go home. Um, <laughs> uh, for DH, this one's pretty easy too. I honestly don't think there's a DH in baseball who is Nelson who is, Cruz is the only one who holds a torch to him. This, yeah, but still, JD Martinez is the easy pick for DH. Yeah. 
Hands down. And honestly, you know, just for just just for comparison, let's I mean, I can go to Nelson Cruz's stats, but JD is swinging 311 right now as a home run hitter. That's that's outrageous. Right. Um, he has 13 dingers, 41 RBIs, and an OPS of 929. And as Tyler said, Nelson Cruz is the only one that can be close. His OPS is 891. His average is 283. So clearly not as good as um, JD, and he has 12 home runs compared to JD's 13. So I'd still give the edge of JD simply because 100%. he's clutch, and he actually has the average to back it up. So that average is in the 300s for a home run hitter. That's rare to see, especially nowadays when home run or strikeout are the two outcomes that – pretty much come with the whole but game. remember he does have Fenway Park so valid as, as valid. long as he can rip it to left field that's a yep. double <laughs> so yep. exactly. uh, he's definitely got that advantage but JD Martinez welcome back to the all-star game for sure for sure so there you have it folks uh we will go ahead and post our official ballot our comp combined ballot of who our guys are. And then as we said in the previous episode, we are going to put all these players into two different teams, American league and national league on MLB, the show, we're going to simulate the game and Tyler and I are going to call the game, talk about it. It's going to be a good time. Uh, so definitely check that out on the Twitch channel. So that was fun. And, and for the last half hour here, we're going to dive into what we like to do and always end our episodes with our boys, the Boston Red Sox, then the New York Yankees. So Tyler, please take it away. Sure. First, before we do that, I just have a few ads I want to run for the other guys we have over here on Clovercrest. Hold on, though. Hold on. I, I, I wasn't here, so I didn't have a transition. But <clears throat> we just finished talking about the All-Star game. So speaking of All-Stars, let's see all of the amazing talent over at Clovercrest Media. Well done. The Closing Time Podcast is back. Sponsored by Rocky Hill Accountants. I'm Joe Aguirre. I'll have a brand new co-host, Sanam Salati, who's my broker, my mentor, and my good friend, and one of the most knowledgeable people in Connecticut in the entire real estate industry. We're going to be talking about the latest goings-on. We'll keep you up to date on the market, and we're going to bring on some really great guests all throughout this season, people in all different fields in the industry, like accountants, home inspectors, mortgage reps, and so much more, just to give you a better understanding of the Connecticut real estate market. We're so excited for a brand new season of the Closing Time Podcast, part of the CMG Podcast Network. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Which and there you have Manning lobs it, Burris alone, touchdown New York. It's off the Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the tagger? Oh! High fly ball, right field. Grossman back, track, wall, see ya, into the second deck, a grand slam the other way for Aaron Judge, and the Yankees are pouring it on. For the latest news throughout the sports world, tune in to Sports Talk with R&J every Wednesday at 1 p.m. 
And there you have it, folks. The amazing things happening at Club Chris Media with all of our personal all-stars in our lives. Oh, that's so, nice. Oh, I, I try. So, Tyler, <laughs> please yes, take it away for your boys, the Boston Red Sox. The Boston Red Sox are four and three in the last seven starts, so they are remaining above the 500 mark, which is what we like to see week to week. Uh, they beat the Yankees and the Marlins last Sunday and Monday. They lost two to the Astros, which is not surprising. The Astros have been uh, absolutely killing it. Uh, in head-to-head matchups this season, the Astros have outscored the Sox. Get this, Noah. 42-20. to 20. I, I know. I have um, my my boss at work. Uh, I work in middle school, so the principal, he's a big Red Sox fan. And we talk about this. This is the second series now that the Astros and the Sox have played. What is what is it like? Do the Sox just have, I mean, the Astros just have your number? Like, it's, what? what it feels like is that, uh, and I, I saw this graphic. <coughs> excuse me, that if the season ended today, we would be playing them in the first round of the playoffs. I'm like, no, no, please, no, no, let someone else take them first, and then see if someone else can eliminate them. I'd like to see them go up against like Tampa first, and like uh, have Tampa eliminate them, and then we can mm. play Tampa. We've played Tampa many times. Um, it's just the Astros have some sort of way of just beating the yeah. Red Sox up one side and down the other. Um, but the Sox are still doing very well. The yeah. Red Sox are currently 39 and 26. Can you believe that, Noah? I'll just pull up the standings here. Where are we? You don't have to do that. Look at that. 39 and 26 with the Yankees seven and a half out of first. Red Sox only two behind the first place Toronto or um, Tampa Bay Rays, who are the first team to 40 wins, which who would have seen that coming? That's mm-hmm. exciting in itself to see this team of – did we name one all-star from Tampa Bay? No. There's not a single person on that team who is like, that's the guy, yeah. except maybe Glass now. Um, that's it, guys. They are just someone who is a team of guys who are not pompous millionaires who are beating the hell out of these uh, teams that think they're better than them. But Mm -hmm. we'll see. We'll see if it lasts. The Red Sox and the Yankees might have something to say about it at the end of the year. Um, But you brought up in here for the first time on your own without me having to include him, Mr. Bobby Dahlbeck. (laughs) Bobby Dahlbeck has been a presence lately, Noah. Uh, Bobby Dahlbeck has seven home runs right now, which is like, what do you mean he's a presence? But they've all been insane home runs. I need everyone to watch this really quick. Dahlbeck gets into this one. Way back to left center field. That is a monster shot. Two-run home run for Bobby Dahlbeck. Off the bat of Bobby Dahlbeck. 116 miles an hour off the bat. Yeah, go ahead and watch it, young man. That is a place not many guys go. Noah, when we were at that, uh, the, the next game, I just, I had to go look at the spot that he hit that home run to. When you stand in that spot, home plate is an ant. Mm-hmm. He hit that ball so damn hard. And every time he would come up to bat, when we were there, everyone's like, Who's that? Who's Bobby? Like, hold on a sec. He'll show you real quick. Just give him a moment. Um, So Bobby Dahlbeck, incredible player right now. He has absolutely lived up to the hype he had down in the majors or minors, and he's bringing his class up to the majors. You know, Mm -hmm. his batting average is a little is a little lacking right now. Um, 
but he's a rookie. So if he can just hit in those clutch moments, I, I'll be happy with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, the man who we, we were talking about, our all-star, Xander Bogarts, is hitting 324 with 11 home runs, an absolute clutch hitter. Um, would you say that he's the best player on the Sox right now? Yeah, hands down. I think there's I, as I said, he's, many pitchers are even close to no, him. He has Trout-like numbers, I've said it, and right. he's leaps and bounds better than a lot of people in the league. So, And and then we've got Mr. Rafi Devers. I had an old picture of him here from way back hitting a, hitting a home run. I'm pretty sure this was his first home run. Um, and Rafael Devers hitting right now 272 with 15 home runs. He's another guy who anytime he comes up, you just expecting him to potentially hit a home run. Um, they've just been absolutely mashing. The Sox are doing whatever they're doing right now. It is working. Uh, the pitching has been decent. Um, but last week they got kind of mashed up by the Astros and even the Yankees gave them a little bit of trouble in that series that we went to. Uh, the offense is absolutely winning in games. And then this man right here, Mr. Matt Barnes is the one shutting the door. The only time recently that he didn't shut the door was against the Yankees uh, in that game three, which was, dear God, a yeah. heart stopper. Roller coaster. Uh, that game was incredible. We got two great games in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, but, wow, that one was something else. Uh, and we had a great time. And if that's how the Red Sox-Yankee games are going to be all season, oh, baby. It's going to be a long season. That was the first time the Red Sox have swept the Yankees at Yankee Stadium since 2011. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, it's been so long since. Oh, and, uh, you know what? But game two, Noah, I was the, the very nice, well-behaved, kept-to-himself Red Sox fan. Game three, oh, those fans had it coming. <laughs> they were just so loud game three, chanting Red Sox suck. And I'm like, what game are you watching? That, what, are, what are you guys looking at? Uh, you know, the Red Sox have just showed us that they don't need all these names they traded away to be good. They have absolutely killed it. They're in the top five, at least, of baseball teams, period. They've been in the power rankings for the last four weeks. Uh, so, who knows? The Red Sox are looking like they could be the ones. Hmm. I agree. I agree. They're looking really good. Um, I don't know if the Rays are going to slump. It's going to be tough to knock the Rays out of first place. We'll see. Anyone can slump. If the seeding stays the same and the Red Sox do meet the Astros, that postseason is going to – if the Astros – GGs. If the Astros can do what they did to the Red Sox in the regular season and that gives them a boost, I don't want to say it. Look out for the Astros. But the Astros are might go far this postseason. Like Astros raise their division is so close though that wild. they may not even make the postseason. That's valid. That's valid. Uh, so who who knows though? For sure. All right, let's jump over to the New York Yankees, and I think it can be summed up best with this picture of Garrett Cole looking as sad as ever. Look um, at him, dear God. Yeah, yeah. this is at a press conference after a loss. Clearly, uh, this team is ridiculous. I think is the best way to say it. As you can see, they're on your screen. They're thirty three and thirty one. They're only about two games over five hundred. And they are seven and a half games back from the first place race. Um, it just doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, I don't know what to really say anymore, but this is a podcast. So I have to come up with something. Uh, they do the same thing over and over again. They wonder what's going on. Like they can't figure it out. Uh, Re- Luis Severino had his first rehab start, or his first or second rehab start Hold yesterday. Groin, man. And he strained his groin during that game. So he is again injured 
and there's no telling when he might be back, if he'll be back this season. Uh, it's honestly doesn't look likely, just considering he had the whole Tommy John thing, and then he strained his groin, and it's already June. So who the hell knows what's going on there? They simply aren't clutch, nor are they hitting whatsoever. As we talked about, the 33 and 31, uh, they're fourth in the AL East. One of their main outfielders, Clint Frazier, is swinging a measly 186. DJ LeMahieu is slumping. Luke Voigt is injured. And Zach Britton just returned. But, and we'll talk about this later, Zach Britton isn't going to, isn't the guy you put into spots when you're losing, nor is he the guy you put into spots when there's a, really like a tie game. I mean, when you're giving the ball to a role as Chapman, and we're going to talk about this later, Tyler, when do you give the ball to Matt Barnes? When you're winning. And you have, uh, you know, and you, you need to earn a save. Now, if right. you're on, if you're on the road, right? If you're, if you're at home and it's the ninth inning and you're tied, then you can put Matt Barnes in because now you're just in a save situation, right? But you have sure. to play your cards right. Even I'm sorry, still, I'm sorry, you're not in a safe situation. You're just in a hold situation at that point. That's when you can use Matt Barnes in a tie game, or you can use your your save or your closer in a, in a tie game. But when you're on the road, and this happened again yesterday, the Yankees were tied seven seven. Who comes in in the tenth inning? Aroldis Chapman. Fucking why? If the Yankees take the lead, you still have to have a bottom of an inning to get through. Who are you going to put in? Luis Sessa? Again. And he's going to fucking blow it? Yeah. Remember that's, that, that's remember that, remember that time that that happened when we were at the game? Remember Literally. That exactly that's, what, happened? that's what happens. Because it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So they simply aren't clutch. Way too many men left on base and way too many double plays. And the Yankees have a severe double play problem. Like, we talked about this before, but I'm really going to dig into it now. If you've been watching the Yankees, you know they love hitting into double plays. They're tied for the most double plays in Major League Baseball with uh, 54 ground ball double plays so far this season. As a oh. manager, no matter how your team's performed, you're asked to give your take on how the team is doing. Boone said this, and I quote about the double play problem. I remember growing up, a lot of times, the best right-handed slugger led the team in hitting into double plays. Boone said, I remember Jim Rice used to always lead the league in hitting into double plays. It's part of the reality of usually the better teams. We need to get uh, to be that offense that we can be, but we typically, uh, but typically the better teams are going to be higher up in hitting in double plays because they hit the ball harder and there's more people on base. <laughs> so you're maybe going to be asking me that question even when we get this thing rolling. Now, this was about two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, when Boone made this statement. Things haven't gotten rolling since bad. then. They're still doing bad. They're always going to be doing bad this season as long as he's at the helm and as long as Brian Cashman's in the front office. Um, now, Boone is right. Rice did lead the AL in double plays four, uh, four times um, in, 19, in the 1980s, okay? When he was a Red Sox slugger on his way to Cooperstown. But he was very wrong about the other point he made, um, at least when it comes to the Yankees being one of the better teams and running a double plays. So let's see. For instance, the Yankees made the playoffs in each of Boone's first three seasons as manager, and they finished 15th in double plays in, in 2019, 21st in double plays in 2018, and they won 103 games, and 19th in 2017 in double plays where they won 100 games. So no, they haven't been hitting into the ground ball double plays in the season they've been playing well. For the top 10 most ground ball double plays on the Yankees teams in 2011, um, when they're 136, 162 games ranked seventh among the 30 clubs. So, no, Aaron Boone, you're wrong. They haven't been hitting to a lot of double plays in seasons that they're doing well in. Teams that are good don't hit in double plays that much because it just doesn't happen because they're good offenses. You don't do that. That's one thing you avoid, Tyler. When you have a man on first base, what are you trying not to do? You don't want to hit into a double play. Thank you. So, two questions I have for Aaron Boone are, Boone, 
what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like plain and simple. I wrote that in the script. I put, so the two questions are, Boone, what the fuck are you talking about? Because clearly you're not watching the same shit we're watching. I don't know what planet you're on. I don't know what planet Brian Cashman is on. I don't know what you guys are going, what's going on in your minds. But if you can't see that guy's hitting the double plays this much, leading the league with 54, and this was written about a, uh, three days ago, I have no idea what the fuck you're on because it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense at all. And the second question is, what's my point? What am I trying to get at here? Listen, this team has a lot of potential, but it is just bad. The Yankees are bad right now. They're not good at baseball. It, that's it. There's no, there's nothing else I have to say. And you can't disagree with that. Don't get me wrong. These players are good. I just said they have a lot of potential. There's a lot of potential there. Aaron Judge is actually doing his job. He's the only person coming through. He leads the Yankees in every single hitting category from OPS to averages to RBIs to whatever. Aaron Judge is the best hitter on the team. He's as advertised doing his job. They're streaky. They have a lot going on. DJ LeMay, who has been slumping super hard lately, and I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know what Boone's smoking. His team clearly has a lot of potential. They're just playing bad baseball. I wouldn't say this is the worst Yankees team in a while because, as we said, they have a lot of potential. I wouldn't say that these are the worst players in a while because, again, they have a lot of potential and they're good players. We've seen them play good before. I think this is the most poorly managed Yankees team in a long time, and it doesn't end with Aaron Boone. It's Aaron, it's Aaron Boone. It's Brian Cashman. It's the front office. It's the guys who are putting them out there, and they're putting them out there to fail. When you are setting up a team for success, you have to make sure they have all the keys to success. They have all the things that they need to be successful, and the Yankees don't have that. They were asked numerous times, are you worried about having a righty-heavy lineup? And they kept saying, no, it's fine, this and that. No, that's bullshit. It's not Shut playing out. Up. No, that doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't care who you are. Tyler, when we're playing games in MLB The Show, you want to make sure you have at least two to three lefties in your lineup every single day. That is unacceptable. Well, they're playing basically just off sluggers. Like They, they just yes. want guys who hit home runs, and it's just not going to work. Aaron I, Boone is not going to be the manager of the Yankees by the end of the season. Absolutely not. And I talked about this a while ago. The Chicago White Sox are the, on um, when it comes to numbers, they're the best hitting team in the game because wild. their whole lineup does something different that's the point that's why they're the best grandal is up there to just work work uh work walks tim anderson is up there to get on base and then eloy jimenez comes up and, and jose abreu to put the ball over the wall they're doing different things the yankees don't have that mindset and john boy had this video that he talks about where um it, it's just weird the yankees seem to have like an on off mode like they're, they're when you ask them how they're gearing up for a series against the Red Sox or a series against the Rays, they're sort of just like, oh yeah, like it's another day at the office. It's like, no, it's not. Like these teams are good. You, you have, have to have fuck, to beat this team. You have to beat these teams. You have to try something different. You really need to pull shit out of the bag. You need to do something. You can't just walk in there with a, oh yeah, like we go into every game ready to go. Or like uh, this takes me back to last postseason when they were like, Boone, do you say anything different to the team now it's an elimination game? He goes, nope, I don't have to say anything. They know. It's like, what do you mean they know? You're the fucking manager. It was like, hey, wake the fuck up. We got shit to do. We got to win these games. Like, can we do something here? And this takes me back to an image. And every time I watch the Yankees go out on the field and they make these terrible base running mistakes, by the way. I don't know. If, I thought, have you heard about the baseman they were oh, dude. making lately? They, they keep doing these big rounds and they're just getting themselves thrown out. Terrible base running mistakes. We're talking worse than Little League level. 
And I literally see this image in my head from the 2019 season pre-playoffs where Joe Girardi was standing on the in the dugout with his arms folded, holding a, a rally towel. And the I think Judge grinded a double play, and he took the towel and he threw it on the field. And it, it, Joe Girardi literally just threw the towel onto the field as a, you guys are fucking killing me. Like, can we please get our shit together? Joe Girardi did? Yes. Oh my Joe God. Girardi took the towel and he threw it on the field as Aaron Judge rendered a double play. And he said, fuck it. Like, if you guys don't fucking care, I don't fucking care. And he, then that team turned their shit around. And where did they end up? In game seven of the ALCS against the cheating Astros. And they fucking lost that game because the Astros are fucking cheating assholes. But I'm really worth the fuck up right now because this is bonehead shit that doesn't make sense. If you're this good of a team, this these things shouldn't be happening. Let's go to Jameson Tyone, who's supposed to be the I don't know what he was supposed to be, but I mean it was a big <laughs> it was a big risk. It's clearly not working out. Jameson Tyone splits this season at home and away are 36 innings pitch with a 3.22 ERA. That's not that's that's average. That I would take that. Like that's a solid number four, number five starter. I'm fine with that. He's a waste. Oh my gosh, 17 innings. His ERA is 11. That's 11. Cool. That's me. ridiculous. Uh, we saw Corey Kluber go down with injury, probably out for the season. He they moved him to the 60 day IL just a week ago. So Michael King has now been the person called upon to be the number two starter behind Garrett Cole. Michael fucking King. Michael King. I have no words for that. Yeah, it's he really, has, good thing you guys didn't sign all your pitchers last year, huh? Yeah, it was a great idea. Uh, could really use Tanaka right now. Um, you so can still sign him. They well again. You're, you're talking to the wrong person. Listen, if I was a GM of the Yankees, a lot of would have changed already. Like we, we're way we're way overdue for this. Um, Boone, I never understand why he does this. And Tyler, you saw this at the game we went to. Yes, he pulls people out of the game in like the eighth and ninth inning, and, yeah, and it an just idiot. baffles and, the and shit put, out of he me. Puts this guy in. But we'll, we'll get to that real quick. But if you're in a if you're in a game and you're winning by three runs. Are you taking Glaber Torres out to put in Tyler Wade so Glaber can rest? It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. I just I feel like, what are you doing? Listen, like, <laughs> when it happened at the game we went to, me and you, we were sitting in, in left field, and he took out uh, Brett Gardner, and he put in mm -hmm. Giancarlo Stanton, and I look at you, I go, he's going to strike out. I'm, obviously. I, I give him four pitches. Did I stand up? No, I was just like, uh, Noah, how many pitches did it take yep. for him to strike he out? He struck out in four fucking Four pitches, pitches Noah. It's and like it was pitches. the breaking Swinging, ball low. Looking, high fastball, breaking ball. See ya. Yep. That Goodbye. Was Sit down. That's literally the winning formula <laughs> with, with him. Um, and that's a – I mean, don't get me wrong. That's that's different. Like, putting in Stanton's one thing. That, that's, you know, that's sure. But no he, need. On paper, on paper, he's supposed to be the guy to come in in that moment and do something big, right? But I'm talking about how he literally puts Defensive in these backups – all the time. And here's what gets me, though. It's like a three-run lead. So, and what's, what happens if you tie the game? It's happened twice. And now, instead of having Glaber Torres at the plate with a runner on second, you have Tyler Wade up. Right. Or you have oh, great. Roof Neto Door up when it should have been DJ um, Dillon Mayhew. Or in the outfield, you have Brett Gardner up instead of Aaron Judge. I mean, could you imagine if it was, wasn't was Roof Neto Door in that tie game at Yankee Stadium? Yeah, what Stadium? would you have done? It would have been a way different uh, and it was, scenario. Yeah. And granted, it was a crappy call oh, by dude. by the umpire, but even still, you know, with someone like DJ LeMahieu in that spot instead, it could have mm -hmm. been mm -hmm. uh, a much different call by the umpire as well, because DJ, yeah. someone well, he, who 
he has that prowess. It, you know, he pinched it for what's his name? Uh, Chris. Oh, Gittins. for Gittins. Gittins. Yeah, yeah, has yeah, he yeah. even got a hit yet? Has Gittins he, got a hit? No. You know what's crazy, though? This is a side note. Two days ago, they the umpire – first base umpire, I don't know what he was looking at, but he called a ball a home run that was like a foot and a half on the right side of the right field power <laughs> ball. And so Gittins rounded the bases, thought his first big league hit was a two-run dinger, and then they, <laughs> they fucking called it all back. He had to go back in the box, and he and he popped out. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? I was so G- upset. Gittins can't get a hit in. That's so, unfortunate. I hate you for that. Um, <laughs> so back to this. Uh, putting Chapman in wrong spots, I never understood. Like, and it just doesn't make nothing. It no sense. Nothing makes it. sense. When, no but here's the thing again if you're home no i disagree i disagree he should not have been in there no, that no, made no sense. i agree i agree in that moment no but like you save him for later because and the biggest thing you have to look at is what part of the lineup are you in like are you thinking about this no they're not thinking about this because what they do is they make this game plan before the game even starts and then they just go with it. Like there's no there's no in-game adjustments if you're Aaron Boone. There's no in-game adjustments. No, if he's the, he has a game plan and he sticks to it. That's it. He, he's a dumbass. There's no audibles being called no, here whatsoever. Not at all. Um, and then if you, you can go back to as John Boy said in his video, uh August 2018, where the Yankees were met by the Red Sox, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's like they, the all, yeah. they just seem off. Like they're always they always say, like, the oh, you know, we're always complacent right there. Yes. They're like, Oh, we're always trying to win, we're always trying to do this, whatever. Fair and then they get swept by the Tigers. That was embarrassing. The fucking Tigers. That was embarrassing. The Tigers went on a roll after that, too. You guys lit a spark. They did. You're welcome, Tigers fans. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, they got swept by the Tigers because, again, they make the same moves over and over. They do these bonehead things where they pull guys out late in games. Giancarlo Stanton needs a day off every two days, which doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I just, I just don't see it. I'm sorry. Changes need to be made. It's just not working. It doesn't make sense. They need to completely just – they need to do something. Hal Steinbrenner on it. You know what needs to happen? Hal Steinbrenner needs to grow a set of balls. That's plain and simple what needs to happen. And they need to do something about this because it is abysmal. So on your screen here, folks, you see a picture of Buck Showalter. I was on Twitter last night, and a guy posted, it's not too late, just do it, and posted a picture of Buck Showalter. Now, you've heard me saying plenty of many times on this show, and I said it to Tyler, that I think Buck Showalter is the guy for this Yankees team. And I replied with, with this. Been saying the same thing to my friends for months. Buck is the right guy for this team. Hearing him talk at Yankees baseball on post and pregame shows is refreshing. He really knows this team and knows how to manage Hashtag Buck for NYY manager. I genuinely believe that. However, the, the, the like I said, there's a larger issue here than just the manager. And because of – and I'm going to go back to the Red Sox. a manager could solve a lot of those problems. I agree. I agree. And especially a manager that pushes back. That's the right. biggest problem here is Aaron Boone doesn't push back. That's clear. Uh, like Joe Girardi pushed back too much, and that's why they didn't like him, which I'm fine with that. Like it, if you're in a successful company, you need varying opinions. Yeah. I right? You know, guys who bring it, people who bring different things to the table. And the, the I, and we all said this, when they hired Aaron Boone, the biggest thing was he agreed with a lot of what we were saying is what Cashman kept saying and the Yankees unit, organization kept saying. And because he's, and then we just, when the, the rumor came around, he's a yes man. And it just seems like that's what's happening. They only hired him because of a counter to Alex Cora. There, it's the only reason they hired that man. Maybe. But it was a terrible idea because it clearly isn't working. No. If you ask me. The Yankees have been running on the fumes left over by Joe Girardi since 2018 when Aaron Boone started, and those fumes have run out. There's yeah. nothing left. There's no gas left in the tank. They need a revamp. I think you guys pack. are about to fizzle. I think you guys are about oh, to yeah. fizzle right now. And They're about to hit rock bottom. It's going to hurt. 
and they need they need to revamp and that only comes with new ideas new blood new 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 situations and i look back at dave dombrowski with the red Sox, and he, he drove he drove you guys into a almost a bottomless pit. oh yeah and right. they made a change and it's working and look how quickly it's working and literally a season later it's working and he he left you with no closer he left holes in your lineup and that's what Cashman is honestly doing right now with the Yankees. You look at a, he- a heavy righty lineup like that, it's not consistent. It's not consistent to the style of baseball that is being played today. That is negligence as a general manager, plain yep. and simple. Look at the uh, starting rotation. Sure, guys have gotten hurt. Subby's out, Kluber's out by in- via injury. But right now you're fizzling. Michael King is the best thing we have as another option. The trade deadline is you know, somewhat approaching here. We've heard no buzzes of Yankees looking at starting pitching, but we've heard buzzes of starting Marte being a possible acquisition because the outfield is depleted, which is true. But again, we have to address the issues that we have. So in looking at this season, is it too late for the Yankees? It's getting close. It's getting very, very close to being too late for the Yankees. But if they keep this mindset and that mindset is linked to Aaron Boone, Brian Cashman, whatever, I don't think anything's going to change. It's sad. The Yankees definitely need to improve themselves. But hey, listen, the all-star break is here. There is time for them to make some choices. And man, did we have an action-packed episode yeah, man. for you that guys was fun. today. <laughs> we went the full Broadway hour and a half. We did. Man. We did. <laughs> man, so we hope you enjoyed. Check us out. We're going to be sending a lot of information on our Instagram and Facebook about our all-star game. Hear more about the Yankees and Red Sox. And if you love podcasts, make sure you visit clubcrestmedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. There are 28 shows on the hashtag CMG Network. And if you don't find one you like, you can start one of your own. We can help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 per month. Clovercrestmedia.com is a website to visit. Make sure you check it out. Excuse me and tell your friends all about it. You can visit Clovercrestmedia.com and click on the link for the latest on your favorite CMG sports podcast, as well as blogs, videos, and latest information. And with that being said, that's Tyler Bard. I'm your host, Noah Cross. And this was Baseball with the Bard. Happy Sunday, everybody. Baseball with the bar.